tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink. Good morning, Swarm. How are you guys? Welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Here we go. Joining me as always, the man, the myth, the legend. He don't smoke the same as you. My good friend, Xavier Guerrero. Uh, what's up? A lot of people talking about we don't smoke the same. And my jingle. We don't smoke the same. Bang, bang. Singing, we don't smoke the same. Were you so high you forgot you were a guest on the show? <laughs> joining me is, oh yeah, dude, great, great costume. Hey, dude, joining me on the ones and twos is uh, everybody's favorite podcaster. He was just voted Podcaster Weekly's month podcaster of the month, my good friend, Johnny Woodard. I, I have to confess, I am the publisher of Podcaster Weekly. Hey, so. dude, sometimes you got to make your own magic happen. Guys, listen to me, man. We got a great show for you with the legendary Ross Ben talking about Philadelphia. You know who's going to be in Philadelphia soon? This guy right here, November 12th through the 14th. If you don't burn down that magical city. And I want to get into, uh, uh, we didn't talk about that part, but that'll be a whole different thing. I'm going to be at Helium's, okay? All the links are down in the description, whether you're listening on uh, your headphones, are watching on where um, Broken Simulation, where all the videos now are, brokensimulation.com, okay? So I'm going to be in Philadelphia November 12th through the 14th, then I'm going to be in Lombard, Illinois on the, what day is that, the 21st, I will, November 21st, I'll be out there if, if the, 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 the powers that be will allow us to rock hard, okay? December th- uh, 3rd. Third to the fifth, I'm going to be in St. Louis once again at Helium's. Again, all those links are in the description. Uh, guys, where can they find We Don't Smoke the Same? Uh, any podcast app on YouTube, and we go live on Saturdays at 1 o'clock. And where can we find Broken Simulation? Uh, YouTube.com slash Sam Tripoli Comedy for the video. And then, uh, yeah, your podcasting app. Just search Broken Simulation with we Sam Tripoli. We got to do some uh, live live broken sims together yeah that'd be a good live yeah Yeah, we'll do that for sure guys uh t-shirts are rocking go to tinfallhattshirts.com man what do we got for you we got fuck your blue check mark which is a great shirt okay then we got uh rage on behalf of the machine flat you know once upon a time on this flat earth all the classic why such a sheep all of them they're available for you a great way to support the show now guys I uh, love doing, uh, I love podcasting. They are shadow banning us really bad, which is affecting uh, our ability to make a living. And people live off this show. This is how we make our money. So you g- please help support the show. Go to, uh, go to patreon.com slash hat. Check that out. I do three or four episodes on there a week. We also have a broken simulation one, which is patreon.com 
slash Broken Simulation. The late, the new episode is already up there. If you want to hear it, it's already not been released. Already up there, dude. Yeah. You ask for it, you get it. All right? And then I'm on Rockfin, which I would suggest all you guys putting all the shows on Rockfin, but nobody wants to listen to me. Okay? Rockfin. Go to rockfin.com slash zero and get spiritual with me. I really love this show. It's starting to grow. It's a very interesting project, and it's amazing. So and did I miss anything? No, you're good. Uh, should I do my rant? I'll do my rant later. We'll add it to the end of the show. All right, guys. I appreciate you guys very much. Uh, enjoy Ross Ben. It's a fun, interesting show. Enjoy the show. All, All right. right. So let's get into Please. it, man. Let's do this, guys. Smile. Smile. <laughs> guys, uh, he's a returning champion. He's been on before. And we're glad to have him back. Okay, he's an educator. He's a healer. He's a peacekeeper. Uh, he has a master's of arts degree in African-American studies at Temple. Please welcome Ross Ben. How are you, brother? Thankful. Thankful. Good to connect with y'all again. Well, it's good to have you back on. It's an honor and a privilege. We loved you last time, and we're glad you're back. Uh man, you're 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 uh, in Philly right now. You're from DC. Chaos is going in both cities right now. What's your thoughts, my friend? Hmm. Well, I mean, sign of the times, you know. It's a great conjunction happening. You know, Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, all conjuncting Capricorn and uh, last time this conjunction happened in Capricorn I think it was 1600 BC and yeah this configuration is definitely going to hit the United States hard because Pluto was in Capricorn when Declaration of Independence was signed and Jupiter and Saturn were in Capricorn when the Treaty of Paris was signed. And that was really the actual point the United States became a nation, had recognition, recognition on the world stage as, an, as a country, you know? And uh, all three of those planets are back in Capricorn. You know, that's why it's like this. It's really all many of the social dynamics that define what this nation is. We're really having to come full circle of like, what did it really mean? How is it being played out? You know, and uh, yeah, we just see it unfolding real time. You real know? time. Yeah, man. Real time, dude. So it's very interesting. So the, the the positions of the stars right now, whenever the United States, something amazing happens to it, this, uh, this constellation kind of comes together, or this alignment of stars, excuse me, uh, comes together, and we have this moment right now. What, what, if you had to say how you think things play out, how, would you, how, how do you think things are going to go? I mean, I always hear that we're entering an age of enlightenment, and I, I, that's what I kind of rest, you know, plant my flag in, that we are, we're going through it to get to it so that we're going to be in this enlightened moment. 
And I, 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 I am desperately holding on to that right now and hoping that that is what is going on. Well, I think, it, I mean, that is a part of it, but it's like uh, the parts of society and our reality that weren't aligned with omniversal truth were being forced to kind of look at it, you know? And I think a real reckoning with that will have to occur before any enlightened era manifest, you know? And it, I, I would agree with you, it is happening because I do see a lot more people critically thinking, like, you know, cutting through the bullshit, you know, and just really getting to the truth of matters, you know? And a couple of things, like one is that whole idea of the critical mass of consciousness, hundredth monkey effect. That enough, if enough of us get awakened, it'll kind of be a catalyst for mass awakening. You know what I mean? Such to the degree that the shift to that higher consciousness can occur without a lot of chaos and destruction, you know? Then also, too, you know, uh, I don't know if you've seen those science experiments where, like, they might have some iron filings and on a, a resonance board, and they're just vibrating around just like pure chaos. It, it looks like in the state that they're in, it's almost impossible that some order could be made of it. And then they just hit a certain frequency and these geometric shapes just manifest. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if that, imagine that happening on a global scale, that there's some tone we where we get into some part of the cosmos where we come into some tone that brings about an order that before we were in that tone, it looked like it was going to be impossible we'd hit, you know, or be in. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, other than that, man, we got some painful lessons to go through. Yep. I agree know? with that, dude. I agree with that, man. <laughs> you know, the Buddhists talk about 1%. You know, we talk about this on the show all the time about how, you know, these these elites – these masters of mankind have made everything that's up is really down, you know? And mm. so, so they took the 1% and they demonized it. It became the 1% became this powerful group of people that control everything. But in reality, the 1% is that you just need 1% of the population to believe in something, to make change. Mm. And that's not mm. necessarily has to be like rich people bearing down on us, but that can be love. And I really do believe as, and you know, saying it to me because I'm kind of going on my own spiritual journey right now. But me saying this is like, it, 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 to me, it's like, I've been doing a lot of praying lately. And for a guy that used to run and gun like me, <laughs> like I still try to find a part of the house where nobody will see me doing it just because I feel really awkward doing it. 
because it's just so foreign to what I used to be and like this kind of growth I'm going through right now to kind of believe in like, you know, humanity and, and what, the, what this world we live in, man. Do you pray like in a certain religion? Because I don't really pray, but if I pray like when I get in trouble or when like when I got my DUI, I started praying to Jesus and like I the Catholic, Catholic, Jeez. Catholic, even though I was like, I never hit you up, but I really need you right now, homie. <laughs> and then that, but that's what I'm saying. How do you pray? Just, just normal thing. To be th- honest with you, man, Lord. I use recovery prayers that like my sponsors talk to me about using. So, and like, the, it's very Buddhist. I, I everybody thinks like AA and I, I don't want to get too much into that because you're not supposed to talk about, but a lot of people think recovery is a Christian program and reality. It's a Buddhist program and a Hindu program. If you really take a look at it, man. And uh, I just, you know, I just believe it's like prayers are just positive thoughts that you put into the universe. But the actual action for the longest time I found ridiculous that I still have to find a place by myself to do it so I don't feel stupid. Uh, Are you going to teach your kids any praying? Because, I mean, when I grew up, I remember my parents teaching me, like, everything. Like, how to, like, do the whole, doing the whole cross thing and all that. Are you even going to? Dabble in there, you're just gonna let yeah, it go. Yeah, I mean, I sometimes pray in front of them yeah. just so they could see daddy do it because my dad hated religion, and I understand that because I'm I'm not into religion, I'm into spirituality, you know. And I, if you're whatever your religion is, dude, I, I want you if it makes you a better person, loving person, please do it. That's I have zero hatred of any religion at all. So I, you don't you don't feel like you're contacting any any deity when you're praying. I'm just whoever's running this thing. I'm just guy. It could be like the, the you know, uh, Abraxas. Is that who the guy is? Who's the <laughs> chicken snake guy running everything? I mean, whoever it is that you, I, I just think you I put just, out well, positive do energy. You think it, do you think, I, I'm curious what all you guys think. Do you think it's, because, you know, we've always talked about when we're dealing with negative things to kind of communicate with an intention, you know, know who we're contacting, make sure we get the right. Entity, you know what right, I mean, and right. I'm wondering if that applies to to prayers That's also. That's a great you know, question. You have a target? That's a great know. question. Like, who am I contacting to? Yeah. If it, it could be Johnny, like in assimilation. Johnny could be the one running oh, dude, the board. That's so true, Johnny. I mean, what if you? <laughs> what if there's a? What if the chicken snake guy's got a Johnny up there? What if you're getting like the trickster genie, you know, that gives you your wishes, but he gives so there's it to always you, something else yeah, coming, like your your dick shrinks or something, you know? like that Midas <laughs> touch or something like that. Everything exactly. Yeah. So I believe 1% of positive love, man, positive love can change everything. And I do still believe that we are starting to see it's not Trump. It's not Biden. It's this understanding that people like, you know, people, we got to love each other. We got to invest in each other. Not this, not this theater of, 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 of sadness that politics is now. Any thoughts on that, Ross? Yeah. Well, a couple of things. One, I would say, you know, part of that being in that age of enlightenment, we want to move into out of the age of belief and more into, you know, I know that Aquarian age that's coming. Pisces was about, I believe, you know. And the thing with belief, there's room for manipulation. And that's what we see in organized religion, right? You got to just go on the next man's word. But what if, you know, they got nefarious intention? 
You know what I mean? And then your whole life is manipulated in some false belief system, right? So we want to move more into what we would say the age of knowing. And as much as possible, have what you would say like a direct connection with source, you know, divine source awareness and divine source energy. And there's many paths to that. You know, there's not one defined path. And you may have to deal with some spiritual teachings as a part of that. You know what I mean? Because every spiritual, which you, oh, I guess what you would say, every religion, right? There's, you know, they're like what what they would call the exoteric surface, where if, you know, you take that mystical journey, kind of transcend the dogmatic, nationalistic, or uh, outer world intentions that might be attached to it, you know, there's hidden mystical teachings that will bring about that spiritual enlightenment, you know? I think all traditions, you could generally say that. You know, there might be some where just the the agenda with that, those teachings, it's like, yo, it's hard to transcend it because it's more like a cult. You know, it's just, you know what I mean? Uh, but who is the one to say which are which ones are those, you know? But that's why we want to move out of belief, get more into knowing. And I think that involves also incorporating what they call science, you know? Uh, alchemy, I think, is where you know, what they would call spirituality and science conjoined. That's one place, you know. Astrology is another, you know. Get more into those uh, ancient teachings. Compare them, uh, corresponded to like the astrophysics and quantum physics that, we're becoming aware of today, you know, to really see how does the spiritual divine source energy, you know, manifest in, in excuse me. That's fine. You That's know, fine. Uh, ways we could define. And that was the chicken god. <laughs> So no, I'm with you uh, on that. I, I I think you said something very interesting. Uh, one was about the uh, believing in people and them having agendas, and I think that is what we're seeing right now is this awakening to the the brainwashing of mass media, and it's not just a right or a left thing. It's like it's they're both doing it to both sides, and. It's just, you know, I say this all the time, but it's like uh, uh, um, prank shows really rely on the fact that there are some nice, g- 
quote unquote gullible people out there, but they're not gullible. They're just trusting, right? That don't have guns. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. so many of those things they would just have gone disastrously if somebody was carrying. Well, they do go disastrously. Like, if you ever go to World Star Hip Hop, there'll be some white guys trying to fuck with some guys in the hood. And it always goes bad. And they're like, I'm recording, I'm recording, I'm recording. And then some guy has to pop out. And the guy's still upset. He's wearing Timberlands. He's not fucking around, dude. Yeah. And well, they always go bad. That's That's living dangerously. But, like... Most of these prank shows are just taking advantage of trusting people. Oh, like the Impractical Jokers? Have you seen that? Well, they're light with it. And I feel bad for them because they're not even getting away with it no more. They're just so famous that everywhere they go, they're like, I just get recognized. And people just go on with it now just to be part of the show. Oh, that's correct. Yeah, because people are like, oh, shit, I'm part of the show. And they act stupider now because they're so big. They're they're huge. Yeah, I mean, dude, when you have your own cruise, <laughs> you're doing You know something work. I've observed recent, though? The quickening is like there's been a quickening in the response time, the omniversal response time, cause and effect. You explain, know? explain. I'm carrying on with a lot of fuckery. Yeah, man, the judgment's coming very quick. <laughs> Synchronistic, instantaneous. That's been my observation, you know? The quickening, dude. Yeah, so. And what you mentioned, time of, to be uh, universe. It's a time to be more mindful of your thoughts and your words, your actions. You know what I mean? And the intention that you move in. Because, right, back in the day, might be six months, six years before whatever karmic feedback yes. that was, you know, that you put in motion, it used to come. Now it might be six minutes or six hours, you know, six days. So, yeah, man, that's that's something I would say. I've observed, you know, and that's that's also a part of that conjunction I was telling you about with Capricorn. Capricorn is where we got to be responsible and accountable for what we thinking, saying, and doing. You know? And I'm sure a lot of I'm sure a lot of y'all have been witnessing that as well. Oh yeah. And experiencing that as well. You know? So that is something else to be taken in account of, you know, with what we're seeing in politics and global events. Yeah. And I think that one of the things that's going to allow ones to create their own reality in this time, meaning with all the craziness going on in the out yeah yeah you know out here that you can still create for yourself the reality that you're thankful for by being more thoughtful of our words our thoughts and our, our actions that's real you know that's the time that's what time it is i agree with this wholeheartedly i think that goes back to us praying right is like, it's just energy you're putting out. All right, guys, I want to tell you about our friends at Sheath. 
underwear, everybody. Sheath underwear. Oh, yeah. Sheath underwear for your nuts, baby. That's right. This is freedom that you've been looking for. No longer will your balls stick to your leg. I hate that. Don't you hate that, Johnny? Was it your nickname in high school? Balls to the leg Woodard? (laughs) No. Okay. That's what they say in the chat. It was Johnny Baseball, actually. (laughs) Johnny Baseball? Yeah, because I was good at baseball. Oh, what were you, catcher? <laughs> no, I played second base, and I was guys. Listen, dude, Seath has a pouch for your boys. How great is that? Seath has a pouch for your boys, and it's gotta be somewhat extraterrestrial, huh? You want disclosure? Disclose these nuts in this pouch. That's what's going on there right now. The pouch holds your boys like some kind of cloud of angels, just holding them up. Like you know what I always say? Like midgets should do with like tits like they should just hold them up this pouch holds up your <laughs> dude stop you gotta understand i'm being uh, look at that dude they even have a design look at that that seems scientific to me man it's got a pet pouch hold your boys man they love it but according to the documents the product was designed by a soldier during the iraq war who doesn't love soldiers man okay at least something good came out of that war good Nice play, nice play, and maybe it would just be maybe that's all it is. And a Stargate in Iraq. That's it. That's all we got. Stargate and some nice pouch for your nuts and your underwear. Okay, ah, uh, guys, get these underwear. They're amazing. I love them. It's a veteran-owned company. He fell for nine eleven at first, but we forgive him. <laughs> Here's this proof, dude. Their words, not mine, but I support this message. Okay, they believe in their products so much. That they have a 100% back guarantee for your first pair. So support this country because, so we should support this country because they support us and the underwear available at sheathunderwear.com. We support your balls and you'll love it. Okay. Promo code TINFOIL saves you 20% off. It's a great Christmas gift or stocking stuffer. Okay. This is luxury underwear. For your men, okay. So I know many you- cool designs too. If you if you're just listening, there are a bunch of cool designs. Go to their website, check it out. Go to their website, man. Go to sheathunderwear.com. I put out something on Instagram. I should take it down. I called a bunch of people idiots, and I was really felt bad about it. And now I feel re- even worse, you know. But this is a new Sam. You used to never feel bad about calling anybody anything. I know it is the new Sam. Well, I have <laughs> children. I think if people call them idiots, and then. It's just the energy you're putting. Are you out. noticing that like now all persons were babies at one point? Yeah. Now that you have a baby, you're like, damn, that's no, how I, everyone starts off. Dude, you have daughters, you really reassess how you uh how you treat women. It's just the way it is, dude. Because you're like, that's somebody's daughter, and they probably would be upset about that. I know I would. <laughs> uh, it, you yeah. know, I heard uh I heard y'all coming to Philly. Yeah, we are coming to Philly. I'm super excited about that. Mm-hmm. What's what's y'all like? What's what's your plan, vision when you're getting here? What's what y'all got on tap? Uh, you know, hopefully it's not rioting when we get there. But <laughs> at this point, who knows? Uh, I don't know how you. I said this earlier, and I think some people when I talked about um, Philly last night took it the wrong way. I love Philly. Everybody I've ever met in Philly is a character that like there's everybody's like running numbers in kindergarten <laughs> class. It's like no, nobody's just normal in Philly. I like who's going to riot in Philly. Like it's everybody's a savage there. 
It seems like the worst place to ride in. Like, you're going to start burning stuff down. That neighborhood's going to F you up, man. So Ooh. I'm excited about that. I'm at, you know, I'm at the um, Helium's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm very excited about it. And uh, I think Philly's a, dude, Philly's a wonderful town to go sightseeing in because there is a lot of occult stuff yep. in Philly, man. It is occultic. You're going to walk around? Oh, yeah, dude. I love walking around Philly going, oh, man. Look at that. Oh, dude, they don't think we know that. They don't think we know that. We don't think we know that. Are they double shows or just one show? Uh, one show Thursday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. I can't do Sundays anymore with yeah, the no. kids. I just can't do it. But, yeah, man, I'm coming to Philly, Ross. I'd love to see you. I know you're taking off, though. Yeah, I'm actually going to be in uh, South Carolina, North and South Carolina. For the next 10 days. What are you going down there for? To uh, see Johnny's family? <laughs> no, nah, there's, uh, there's a big gym show in Columbia. I'm going to hit that. And uh, just speaking at presenting at various culture spots in that region, you know? I love promoting that. My, promoting my books. Well, what book are you promoting right now? Well, you know, I got uh, four out, the original Rocks of Ages, uh, a new edition, got that still in circulation, uh, a more compact book on crystals, 5G Wellness 101. Oh, I'm all about you know? that. I want to hear about mm -hmm. that. Crystals and 5G? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, you know. How to fortify yourself from the EMF pollution. Stay grounded, you know, clear off that unwanted electric static that can build up being in them fields, you know, and crystals to help with your nervous system. Yeah, so I got that. And then the great mystery Philadelphia and its companion, free your mound and your mind will follow. All right, this is what which, I want to talk about, man. Talk to me about Philadelphia. Tell me a little bit about it, because I think there's some interesting stuff going on there. Man, it's, well, the book is titled Great Mystery Philadelphia, because Philadelphia is a mystery of mysteries, man. If you can de decode the art architecture, archetype symbols they got embedded in this city and put it into a coherent story. It's a mystery of mysteries, man. In almost anything else you encounter, any, any unexplainable mystery you encounter, you use the lens of the great mystery of Philadelphia, you're going to be able to decode it. You know? Uh... Only one other city on the planet has more public art than Philadelphia, and that's Paris, France. Oh, there's really? Like five, yeah, there's like 5,000, over 5,000 pieces of registered public art here in Philly, you know? And Philly's kind of a knot. If, if I would say, well, what is it about Philly? It's a knot of time. It's a place where the past, present, future are so 
tightly wound that sometimes they interbleed with one another, you know? And that kind of manifested in its extreme form as the Philadelphia Experiment, you know? But that all goes all the way back to Ben Franklin. He had his hand in a lot of time warping uh, moves and even to the ancient indigenous traditions here that, uh, you know, there was, there's, there is a mound here where the Philadelphia Museum of Art stands on top of now. Oh man. But that mound, you know, that's the, the Rocky steps, right? When Rocky's running up. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's running up this mound. And, uh, the Napi tradition says what happens on that mound happens with the full participation of the earth. So that gets into the whole ley line grid of the planet and how Philadelphia is really the foundry of this nation. And through technology, particularly electricity, the computer, Right. Both of those things being birthed right here in Philly. And, uh, you know, you think about how much electricity has transformed. Living for the planet, you know. Yeah, man, that's. Philly's. Being this knot of time, if y'all seen the sixth sense. Yes. Right. Because another another dynamic with Philly is what you would call it's a haunt. You know, the living and the dead live right next to one another. What? And so, if you're one that like like you're you got a little clairaudience or a little clairvoyance within yourself, yeah, man, these ancestors they're gonna want to work with you. They're gonna they got stories to tell. They got people to help. They got work, unfinished work they want accomplished. They want, they got mysteries they want revealed. You know what I'm saying? And so that thing is real. That thing is real. And like a lot of Philadelphians, to be honest, man, because, you know, Philly's a dirty city. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of things that like you know yeah you wouldn't want to be here but there's there is like this uh this spirit connection that you can you feel to hear in a land that what i would say is like it's it's a blessing and a curse because Philly is one of the realest places you'll ever experience. And if you stay here any time, if you go somewhere else, it's going to feel plastic. It's not going to feel real. People aren't going to feel real. The architecture is not going to look real. You're not going to feel no connection to the spirits of the land like you do here, you know? 
And that's what I, I've observed keep a, a lot of people here in this dirty place, man. <laughs> you know? Dirty yeah. Philly, dude. I love it, man. You know, uh, yeah, it's filthy Delphi, man, straight up. You know, <laughs> this is one of the, is one of the most, most litter, <laughs> strewn, toxic fume smelling uh, places that, yeah, in the Northeast, man. It's real. The thing that's very interesting about Philadelphia is that think about this, right? The Philadelphia experiment came out of Philly, right? That's where it started, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is time travel. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. The government. It's not a time. The Montauk Project, Johnny, that's your favorite thing, right? The, the, yeah, the chair and the pedophilia. <laughs> Montauk is an extension of the Philadelphia experiment. Yeah, yeah. The whole what everyone is calling the Mandela effect. It's not, Man, Mandela didn't do nothing. Mandela didn't have any technology <clears throat> to, uh, you know, alter timelines. It's the Philadelphia experiment effect that people are feeling, you know? And, yeah, man. That, that thing, that's all a big fabric of what's here. It's a very mystical place, man. It's one of the most mystical. And I've had the opportunity to travel, you know, I've had the opportunity to travel nationally and internationally. Yeah, man, this is one of the most mystic places I've ever experienced. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm going to be here forever, but like right here, right now, uh, to be able to just be tapped, be in an urban environment, yet tapped into spirit and nature, because Fairmount Park is the largest uh, urban park in the country. Five separate waterways interlinked throughout all of metropolitan Philadelphia. And that has a big part of... Uh, the fabric of this city, you know, where right there's there's caves that the first Rosicrucian, Johann Kelp or Johannes Kelpius, one of the caves he and the uh, Order of the Rosy Cross, uh, what was there? Hermits of the Ridge. Hermits of the Ridge. Hermits of the Ridge. Yeah, man. Look them up. Uh but the caves that they lived in is like six, seven blocks from my house. I could walk seven what? blocks from my house and be up in a cave, you know, walk two f- miles further up and be so deep in the woods. You don't hear uh, cars and, other. you know, you don't even know you're in the city, you know. So that's another amazing. And that's the thing, too, like. Being a knot of time, 400 years of history is embedded all throughout, like, neighborhoods. It isn't just, like, how many cities you might go downtown or go to a certain part of the city and there's a historic park. No, just spread throughout Philadelphia. 
You find things from the 1600s, 1700s, 1800s, 1900s, just all interlayered throughout, you know? And uh, more often than not, you start studying it, there's a rabbit hole to it. Yeah. There's some there's some deep mystic shit jumping off, uh-huh, you know, yeah. like that, you know, you'd be like, whoo. You know, so and that's and again, that's kind of part of that ancestral legacy I was telling you about that. It is usually them that'll take you down that rabbit hole because there's some crazy mystery attached to it. You know, but those caves don't look like caves. They look man made. You know what I'm talking about? Well, they've been reinforced. Oh, they've been reinforced. Yeah, they've been reinforced. Yeah, at least that one. There is a natural like, you know, unreinforced cave about a mile from me. But You've that been in particular it? one, like six... Yeah. I mean, it's... <laughs> Johnny. Yeah. This kid. <laughs> yeah, man. Of course you know, man's been That's in what it. I'm saying. Like, uh, there's some pretty powerful nature points in the city that yeah if you could tap into a lot if you you know the uh geology of this same park I'm talking about is part of a pangean microcontinent it's some of the old, it's older than it's it's a piece of land older than appalachia it's called the wissahickon gorge and it's been exposed to so much more erosion than than appalachia you can find garnets, tourmalines, straubites, different crystals right on the surface of, you know, right there. And uh, they're not like what you would call gem quality, you know, where you're going to like be harvesting them and selling them at gym shows. Certain rock hounds might want them for the geologic value, but people that are looking for bling won't be attracted to these crystals, you know? But just the fact that they're on the surface of the earth right here in metropolitan Philadelphia, you could go and harvest garnets and tourmalines, you know? That's that's bananas, you know? It is bananas. And there's actually a fault line there's a fault line oh, shit. where this gorge, you know, the Wissahickon Gorge, this pan, this piece of Pangea that never submerged, you know, in the tectonic plate movement, which Appalachia did go through a process of. You, one foot could be in Appalachia, one foot on this Pangean microcontinent, you know? I've never heard of a micro. Yeah, con. man, it's, it's that's pretty cool. Well, dude. that's uh, another name of it is called the Avalonian Formation. If you study in geology, you know they got a whole lot of different names for a whole lot of different stuff, you know. But uh, yeah, Avalonia, Avalonian Formation. They call it pre-Cambrian Earth, 
Like, so this thing, this piece of earth was up before the dinosaurs, you know, pre-Cambrian age is the first geological age. So any earth they identify as pre-Cambrian. That's some old earth. That's some old ass earth. Oh, and it's some old ass earth. You know, we learned about Tataria and all this stuff. You just don't know how many different civilizations have lived on this. And and did another civilization civilization come in and just just move into there, like kind of like bears in Detroit, like they're just (laughs) moving into houses and they're like, "This is my cave now." You're like, "It's a house. It's a cave, right?" (laughs) But uh, yeah, man. What is geomancy? Study of the ley lines, the ley line grid, you know? Tesla. You know stuff. how uh, Each, uh, the pyramids are supposed to be laid on one. in your body. Yeah. Right. So, like, you would go to an acupuncturist he's, to get, get uh, some healing. He's going to put those needles on your meridians, right? Right. Just imagine the earth, imagine the body of the earth. And you putting a needle on that point. And that's what like pyramids, obelisks, mounds, that's what those things tended to be. And most modern U.S. cities are built on indigenous mound complexes. Okay, because uh, geomancers are we losing them? Grid enough. To- Your internet's breaking up, brother. Uh. There we go. There we go. Is that better? Yeah, it's better. It's it's all right. There we go. Whoa, where'd I where'd I leave off? Uh you were talking about most uh, American cities are built on uh, indigenous mounds. Mound complexes, yes, indigenous mounds because the four, like the uh, they call the founding fathers, right? They weren't in tune to the earth enough where they could detect the ley lines, but they knew the uh, who, what they would call the uh, mound builders. Uh, they're known by a couple of different names, the Mississippians, right? Uh, the Shawnee, okay? Algonquin speakers. These tended to be your mound builders of the Americas, right? Right. They, they would build their mounds on the ley lines. So they knew if they found mound complexes, right, that, yeah, they was, on a, they was on an energy grid of the earth. And so if they built their uh, churches and their skyscrapers and all those towers of power, they built them on these... Uh, mound structures and align them with the magnetic fields of the earth that, you know, they got a, they got a tower of power, you know? Yes. Philadelphia, Philadelphia has the largest Babylon temple in the world. They call it city hall. 
if you study the if you study the architecture of city hall it you know it's built like a temple it's a it's a megalithic structure like the pyramids there's no beams and girders holding up that structure it's a ma- it's a masonry structure with 88 million uh unturned we lose him again like holy of holies okay you know and it's the largest structure built that way that is not a temple ah. technically but it, it being it being a municipal center it is uh, a temple to urbana you know city life or babylon you know so it's the largest babylon temple in the world you know it's so interesting and man is a is that you mentioned mounds so i looked up mounds and it's like all these mounds look like pyramids they all have a pyramid type look to it and the only thing that's different is at the top somebody kind of Cut topped it off, off, topped it off. It's very interesting, right. man. Right. They say there's a lot of those in uh in Alaska. No, in uh, Antarctica. But there's a I lot mean, of like, like they pyramids. look exactly like pyramids, man. Wow. They all throughout uh the Americas. Like, all right, I, ha- I do have a book called Free Your Mound and Your Mind Will Follow. <laughs> and uh yeah, man, there's traditions that account for about over 200,000 mounds being spread throughout all of the Americas, you know? The, with uh, an account from the Mayan book called the Chilambalam, or Prophecies of the Jaguar, you know? They give a, a, a estimate and a range of the mounds, and it, it's about, I can't remember the exact number, but it was like, 200 and something thousand spread out through all of the Americas, you know. Philadelphia is a significant mound complex. Uh, St. Louis, near Cahokia, significant mound complex. Mound complexes. Full of mound complexes, you know? Yeah, man. Now, do you believe that these are naturally occurring uh, geography, or do you believe that this is was created a long time ago? I mean, we've had people on here before that have talked about mountains being melted buildings. Uh, do, you, do, you think, do you think that these were some sort of structure before these mounds, or do you think these mounds are naturally occurring in these, these uh, ley lines and that, that human beings and ancient civilization. Now ancient civilization is my favorite thing. You know, when, when we had Matt LaCroix and Von Galt talking from two different angles, the exact same thing. 
that to me lets me know something's up. But ancient civilization, you mean not Egyptians? Way past that, right? I may, I mean, yeah. Keep going. Keep yeah, going, keep going. Even yeah. before the Mayans. Well, I, I think that uh, I think that there were mound building before the Great Flood. Definitely, you know, it's an ancient tradition. It's hard to say any one thing about the mound builders. You know, I think some mounds were all. I feel like if I talk, it's going to come right back. There's people out there that. Like on top of Piedmont or plateaus, you know what I mean? Right. So uh, there was already some high point that they were taking advantage of and built, you know, atop of it. So uh, mounds are definitely talked about in the Bible, you know, the high places uh, that the prophets would warn the ones not to go and pray to ball atop of, you know. So, yeah, man, it's a complex history with them. Yeah. It's no simple, no simple uh, way to, to define them. But other than to say, usually where you find a mound, you find strong magnetic fields. You find, like, it's a place where you could plug into the earth grid. That's, you know, and usually a lot of times mounds are built aligned with some celestial event or celestial formation, you know, like you can observe eclipses and solstices and equinoxes from mounds and the relationship of the mounds one to the other will let you calculate those events, you know? Interesting. I find that mounds, like, you know, we talk about how baseball is very Freemason. What do you pitch on? A mound. Mm. And it's specifically called a mound. And it's on the grid. Right. Right? I've heard someone, uh, his brother, his name is uh, Turtle Gang. He dropped that science on me. That there was something mystic. About baseball, for sure. A lot of sixes in there. 60 feet, six inches to home. Yeah. 90 feet to first base. Hmm. Inverted six. Black people couldn't play. What? (laughs) There's nothing occult about Hmm. that. Yeah. Wait up. You don't see skull and bones? You don't see black people in there? I I would definitely say, like, if y'all are... (laughs) If y'all are checking Philly, you definitely want to check the Ben Franklin Parkway. What is right? that? The Ben Franklin. I got a couple of man. You know that movie? What was that movie? Uh, National. National, National Treasure. Treasure. Secret. No, what was it? National Treasure. Yeah, with Nicholas Cage. Acting, with Nicholas Cage, right? They were acting like uh, the big mystery was encoded. And around Independence Hall, 
And there is a lot of mystic things around there. But, yo, the Ben Franklin Parkway. Yo, that's where the gates of hell is, you know? The gates of hell with Ben Franklin as the thinker opening up the gates of hell. What? You know? Uh, It's where they memorialize the assassination of the queen goddess Winona, the wife of Chief Tammany, the man who signed Penn Treaty. They got all that encoded in the art. They got Ben Franklin receiving electricity from Prometheus, who he freed from the vulture, uh, arcing back to like the Clash of the Titans. Hold on, hold on. on. I've been trying not to cut people off, but you've dropping bombs on us right here. You're telling me Ben Franklin freed Prometheus from the vultures. It's art. From the vulture so that Prometheus could free his fellow titans from hell, thus the opening of the gates of hell. Ben Franklin did as the thinker, right? All of this is encoded. On the Ben Franklin Parkway, man. Why you know? isn't this a movie? Uh, Nicholas hey, Cage I've, playing I've Ben Franklin. Maybe you're the one to make it happen, man. Because, like I said, I got the, <laughs> that's what's the great mystery Philadelphia. This is what it is. I decoded all this, oh, you man. know, and uh, I'm I'm waiting for that portal because you're right, man. It's it's the great mystery. It needs to be told. It needs to be like people need to hear it. And and like I was telling you with Philly, there were two ancestors that was just on my ass until I told this story. One was Johan Kelp, the first Rosicrucian to come to America. So I tell you, lives about his cave is about seven blocks from me. The other was the queen goddess Winona, who lost her life right in that same area at a place today that's the first lover's leap, you know? This was, they they used this whole lover's leap thing like a needle in a haystack. Because most lover's leaps, they're tourist attractions. They got parking lots. They got souvenir shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're promoted. They're promoted. Lovers you know what I'm saying? By action well, figures. The, the, first, the first lover's leap is about a five-minute walk from the hermit's cave. I ain't going to jump with no chick. Nope. Johnny Wood with his new lady would totally jump. Yeah, I would I would be like, yeah, let's jump him. And then oh, and then I'd still be standing there. Bye. I'm gonna talk to your sister. Uh, I have a feeling Philly's really no haunted. No. What's that? I have a feeling Philly's really haunted. Philly's haunted, dog. Yeah. With all the I mean, stories it's a saying. cult as shit. Yeah, hey. man. All of this is embedded here, you know. The first queen goddess was assa- assassinated. And the memorialization of this event is on the Ben Frank. Parkway. 
I gotta go. Look. <laughs> I got videos on it, man. Like, <laughs> I'm in, dude. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. 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 Check it out before you come. So once you're here, you can go and experience some of these places because it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to go to these places and feel the vibe and feel the spirit. And this is a part of breaking the spell. Okay. You know how humanity is, a lot of humanity is un- under a spell. The spell is cast, at least within these urban areas, with the public art, you know? And so the more people that become aware of it and have the power to decode it, then these things are going to lose their influence on 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 one's mentality, you know? Uh, so, uh, yeah, man. Check it out while you're here. Education, dude, is uh, power. Knowledge is power, dude. When you're in Philadelphia, you feel like you're in the movie Da Vinci Code. You start looking around. You're like, okay, what? Where? Where are the clues, dude? Yep. <laughs> Where's this cup, bro? I gotta get this cup. I gotta save humanity. Lately, yo, lately it's been like twelve monkeys out here, man. Dog, twelve <laughs> monkeys. See, twelve monkeys. Yeah, dude, we were in San Diego. All the homeless guys look like 12 monkeys, like Brad Pitt, 12 monkeys. One eye up, talking about time travel and shit. Yeah, man, now it's been looking like 12 monkeys lately. You, I, the sixth I, sense. I got to ask you about somebody. Somebody, uh, I got to ask you about a particular person. What is his name? Benjamin Benanker, B-A-N-N-E-K-E-R. Benanker. Banneker. Who's this Ben Banneker. Who's Ben Banneker? Well, Ben Banneker is not associated with Philly more so than D.C. Oh, okay. What's... And he was uh, what they would call a free person of color, right? Who we would say was just an indigenous Eastern Woodland Indian, you know, on the ancestry of his mother, someone who lived in uh, the area now is called Ellicott City, Maryland, kind of in between Baltimore and D.C., right? And he had that mount, that geomancy mound science I was telling you about. You know, dude, that's how the relationship of the mounds one to another, you can calculate and predict certain celestial events. And that's the science behind mounds. And he had the ability to do the surveying, the celestial calculations and observations to the point where you could set a new mound. You know, set the point for the building of a new mound. And he used that awareness to help form D.C., you know, create the layout of Washington, D.C. Now, Philly is kind of related because the thing with Philly, Thomas Holmes, the the, uh, 
surveyor who who laid out Philly. He messed up. He messed up with Philly. Oh. Philly is not a line. It's like got mounds in its uh you know, and I'm talking about Penn's Philadelphia, yeah. which is Center City, right? He, uh, there's some mounds here, but the, they're not like the city grid isn't centered on the mound, and the city's grid is not aligned with the magnetic poles, right? So if you so, in other words, if you're standing on Broad Street, which is the north axis for the city, yeah. With a compass, right? The compass is going to point off at an odd angle to Broad Street. It's not going to point straight up the northern axis of the city, right? Right. So Philly's like the stone that the builder refused. That'll always be the head cornerstone, you know? Because Philly, just by its initial layout, it's not a good f- fix on the global mound matrix, you know? You're not going to be able to lock into the magnetic fields with your building. And like I said, the center point of the grid is not centered on a mound, right? And there's very re- various reasons it worked out that way. I would say get free your mound and your mind will follow the. I love you know, it, dude. I love get, that. Get I the can... wise on that, you know. But uh, it was because of that, on a geomantic level, that D D C. It was sought to make D C. You know, as the national capital, and Pierre L'Enfant, he was charged with this same task. Being able to find a mound that you could center the city on, right? Align it with the constellations and, yeah, make it work, right? Right. As like a perfect geomantic city. He couldn't do it. You know, he as much as he tried, he wasn't able to line everything up. A big part of it, too, is because... You know, being new to this continent, they didn't have the same uh, star orientation. Right. Uh, constellation, star orientation, as 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 they did in Europe, to the point where, you know, Benjamin Banneker was one of the first to write an ephemeris for this country, you know? Which is what? And uh, an ephemeris, it's like a, a star clock for the year. Ah. You know, where the certain planets will be, where the constant, like the rising constellation above and below the horizon, you know, all those calculations for a man named Andrew Ellicott, you know, him and his family. So this was really his legacy. And of course, the recording of it has been manipulated. Andrew Ellicott is given credit 
for being the like master surveyor of Washington, D.C., and Benjamin Banneker, his assistant, you know? And the main marker stone, what you could call the Banneker stone, the stone that he set to, like, just kind of lock the whole... Cots given credit for marking that stone. And they got ba- they gave Banneker this really uh, inconsequential marker. That's what they always. It's do. part of the uh, perimeter of DC, but it wasn't the actual stone that put the power grid into the city. You know, <laughs> but on the flip side of that, though. And this is what I break down in Free Your Mound and Your Mind Will Follow. I think Banneker was aware that Ellicott and them was manipulating him. And he embedded some magic into Washington, D.C. for indigenous people, you know? And, uh, yeah, it manifested for a short time. Uh... But yeah, I would say read Free Your Mound and Your Mind Will Follow Four. We're gonna the fullness of that, you know? Yeah, we're gonna promote all that on the show, dude. I love you, Ross. I hope I can see you before you take off. Uh it is always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh I love this. Man, I I could spend an hour just talking about action Jackson, Ben Franklin. I could I could listen to that, dude. I mean, mm. let's write this and let's at least at the at the least, right, a, a porno version. <laughs> you know, just I would love to see Action Jackson, Ben Franklin wrecking people for Prometheus, dude. Yo, like I said, I got two videos on YouTube. One is called The Great Mystery Philadelphia Exposes Pedophilic Governance. The other one is The Great Mystery Philadelphia reveals America's first pandemic. I highly recommend y'all check them out before will, you come. I will include All them right? in the link, my man, and then we'll we'll contact right. before if we can con- get together. I'd love that. If not, man, I'm always coming through Philadelphia. I'd like to do it on another t- uh, another time, man. You still better go to that park. I'm going to go to that park. All right, I got to see pictures. That's my plans, dude. All right, there we go. I love walking around going, oh, that's some shady shit. That's some weird <laughs> shit. That's some dark art shit. That's some occult shit. I'm all into that, dude. But nothing is better than Action Jackson, Ben Franklin. That, you know, <laughs> that could be its own fucking show. I will have, that sounds like I, I could write that. I could, I could, I, I'll get a hold of uh, Nicolas Cage, make that movie happen. Ben, Ross, Ben, yeah, you're a gentleman, you're a scholar, you're one of them. I thoroughly enjoy uh, listening to you uh, break it all down, and uh, you you did not let us down. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, do you want to tell anybody, is there a website, is there a social media, is there anything? I'm going to include links in the description. Yeah, well, RossBen.com is my website, one-stop shop. I'm not real active on social media, You're lucky. but I do have an IG and Facebook presence, Rossbin188, and uh, my YouTube channel. If I'm putting something out, it's on YouTube, Rossbin188. Rossbin188. So, 
All right, Ross. All right, brother. We love you, brother. Thank you so much for coming. safe in your journey. You have a safe, and I enjoy those gem shows, dog. Give thanks. All right, one love. Ross Ben, everybody, thank you so much for coming on the show, dude. Yes, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. Go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some injured dimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack. Tim foil hack. T